Dear life warriors, living and surviving are two different things. You know, there's like $20 billion worth of funding that's there, but we're getting less than 5% of it. It's hard enough to have a business, to be an entrepreneur, but it's worse when you are a minority business and you have to face unfair tactics that will have your business go under. I've been out here on the whim, just, you know, I started my business in 2018 and I kid you not, I feel like by the grace of God, I'm still in business. It's not like I have a bunch of support or, you know, I have to, I've been doing my own research, my own due diligence, my own everything to make sure I keep doing the things that I have to do to stay afloat. You know, the word is pivot, right? We're using that whole word pivoting, right? But it's true. But, but it's as we pivot, we can't forget about, you know, who got us where we are in different areas. It's me, Shar, your favorite corporate life coach. And today, Dear Life Warriors is talking to my amazing friend, Carl Gray. He is the founder of the Young, Gifted, and Black Entrepreneurial Awards. He has tons of initiatives that he's working on. I am going to say welcome. Welcome, Carl. Welcome to the show. Big up to you, Shar. I see you continually find these platforms to, uh, I have to say, you continue to be an inspiration to so many. So <laughs> I try. I, I try. You do I your thing. I can't, I cannot lie. You know, you, your name came up in conversation the other day. I was out to dinner oh, uh, talking about me? with a friend that I recommended you to who you help coach them to their next position. Tanya. Tanya. How is she doing? Hey, Tanya. I hope she yeah. is shining. Yes, and- she is now district leader for Ethan Allen. Yes. Yeah, so she I- is doing quite well. Congratulations. I love to hear those success stories. I was giving you your props to a, a friend of hers. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm so happy to be talking to you because you're someone also who has been doing great things in the community you started the Young, Gifted, and Black Entrepreneurial Awards probably, it's been over 15 years. Did you just have your 15-year anniversary? We celebrated our 16th year, 15. which is awesome. You know, 2006 until present. The labor of love continues. You know, there's been many a times that I wanted to hang it up <laughs> because, uh, believe it or not, you would think it's a simple thing to give people honors. It That's is fine. not. It is not. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of, you know, painstaking, you know, dedication to just want to let individuals shine. Let let their, I, I think, you know, the best way is to give you your flowers while you're around. Yes. You know? Yes. And the beautiful thing about YGB, the Young, Gifted, and Black Entrepreneurial Awards, is that it's for the unsung heroes and heroines, you know. That's how the program started. That's always going to be the base, even though we honor, you know, individuals who you may know about. But the root of it is to honor the chars of the world, you know, and create a platform to say, hey, you know what? 
we all can't be LeBrons. We may not become Beyonce's. We may not have become an Obama or whatever. But if you can bring the charge of the world around you and create a, a unity in which, you know, they say the best thing is, is that always surround yourselves with people who are of um, a certain caliber that's yeah. going to uplift you and push you to that next level, to yeah. the next horizon. Those are the people that you want to have so you can soar with the eagles. Right? Yeah. So yeah. that's what YGB does. We look for those, you know, stories that, you know, it's a simple conversation to be sitting down or I'm listening to someone or someone has come across an individual in their circle and it's a peer-to-peer acknowledgement to say, hey, you know what? I love what Char is doing. You know, she's, you know, I know you from your, doing your HR work, but prior to doing your HR work, I watched you in the, you know, um, radio industry. And, oh, know, gosh. <laughs> and you were doing your thing there. And But the thing about it is, and a lot of people don't understand, is that you were a difference maker, right? Yeah. You were coming in and you was hitting the mark. People were like saying, yeah, definitely, you know, you work in this office, you know, and then from people don't know, artist management, you know. Yes. You know. <laughs> Boy, do I choose some tough careers. What am I thinking? <laughs> hey, listen, the road is not always for the strong or the swift, but those that are willing to endure. But these are the things that were that shaped you for whatever your next level was supposed to be, <laughs> you know, to be here to have these type of conversations, right? Yeah. So, you know, YGB has allowed me to meet a myriad of individuals over the years that when the day comes, everyone is, you know, is taken back because of that black excellence in the right, right? How the, the true essence of it is to network and yeah. to create that, you know, we say each year, you know, you're the class of 2018 when you got here. So each year, the class is just, you always say, wow. When you wow. take that class picture and you look and say, wow, look wow. at in this class with you, right? And every story is so inspiring. So, and, you know, it's so funny, you know, over the years, we've developed a mission, which is, which is an acronym called Power in Motion, right? Power in Motion. And so what it stands for is providing opportunity with effective resources, network mm-hmm. and generate this motion an opportunity to motivate yeah. organize yeah. transcend inspire optimize individuals and nurture them towards empowerment yeah. and that's what you want you know for me to meet char or to meet anyone you know i'm excited because your work makes me feel a certain way and I feel others should feel that way right. when they when they hear your story and, and just hear you know where you've been you know right where you are where you're going and we coined the phrase towards the continued pursuit of success right sky's yeah. the limit right. and so it's a blessing that you know labor of love it continues YGB is you know we say YGB on the move right we're looking to, you know, we have soft presence internationally, 
Nice. And overseas, where we're trying to build platforms in Africa and across the Caribbean and to our neighbors up north in, in, in Canada. So the five-year plan is that, you know, hopefully we will have those tangents in those other locales. And hey, we may have to have you come host one of them. <laughs> Listen, I think that's funny you say that. I think if you had said that to me four years ago, I was not prepared for that. You know, being a host or being in front of the camera, actually, you know, shied away from the camera. Mm-hmm. And now I recognize where God is like, you have to, if you want to really make a difference or change some lives or really motivate, if that's your mission to empower and give hope again, you are going to have to get in front of the camera. And this is why, too, this year I made up my mind. You know what? Let me just start talking to some amazing people like yourself. You are someone, too, that has been inspiring, you know, throughout. Believe it or not, what you're doing does make a difference, and especially for people like me. So I make a big deal about getting my award. When I got my award in 2018, I it's on my bio. It's on all my platforms in terms of, you know, my LinkedIn, I, that is my story. I received this amazing, prestigious award and people do ask about it. What is that? You know, how did you get it? You know, and I think bringing awareness to, especially you started doing something small. And for me, it's so big right now. You have, you know, politicians even involved. Over the years, you've the, the format has changed a little bit. You've grown. You've had amazing people that you've honored from reggae artists. I mean, you're so diverse in who you're actually honoring. You even had Susan B. Taylor, which I wish she was on the year I was. <laughs> awesome, awesome. And but I mean, it was interesting. I never knew that um, Susan Taylor was of Caribbean descent. Right. Me either. I never knew that. So that to me, I, how did you feel about that when? Well, it's a surprise, but you know, the beauty about having an icon person like Susan Taylor on your platform is based on your network. You know, she came through, um, the recommendation came through one of our other honorees, um, Bill Andrews, right? Yeah. And Phil was part of 100 Black Men, and he is the head of the, uh, I believe, the Long Island Chamber of Commerce, right? Wow. And so it's just the network of how the, the program comes in and links. So, and then it's so funny is that one of our other honorees, Gordon Chambers, who uh-huh. is been in the music industry, worked with Susan directly. You know, Gordon is who produced. If you you know if you want uh, Anita Baker, he worked with her. Um, Listen. You know your your Rolodex. Like I want to steal it one day because. Um, <laughs> So we've had some really cool people and the beautiful thing I would have to say is I'm I'm sometimes blown away with who comes to the table in you know at the last minute or I don't want the focus to be taken away. You know, over the years one of the things that I said is um let's focus on the unknowns, right? Yeah. But then you're finding when you want keynote, right? You want someone who everyone has some type of universal appeal to, you know? When the names start coming in, who we should go after, it's a it's a blessing when you get a Susan Taylor to say yes. Yes. You know? Yes. Awesome, right? Yes. 
last year. And one thing to say, yes, but she showed up. She attended. She attended. Like, she hello. showed up. Wonderful speech. And it's like everyone wants that photo out with her. Right, right. right? Because of who she's touched. You know, when you have those iconic figures in a room, let me tell you what it does. Yeah. It heightens the perception of everything that happens during that whole event, you know? All yeah. eyes on me, right? It's like, I want to get my next picture with Susan. I had people fighting to get a picture Aww. of Susan Taylor on, on a step and repeat. Wow. And um, you know, she's so gracious. That's one of the beautiful things. And um, she actually has a platform called the Cares Mentoring Movement that okay. supports kids. Wow. Right? So if you look look that up, Cares Mentoring, you know, she has individuals like Alicia Keys who are on her board or are a major hosts, you know. I think for COVID, and I know we're going to talk about that, she did a special thing where, you know, I think she had Maxwell, Alicia Keys, and Ooh. Oprah Winfrey all part of her virtual audience to wow. host, uh, I believe, the 2021 platform, which is awesome, you know? Nice. So, uh, and it continues, man. We've we've had some. This year, I, I am proud to say we launched the Young, Gifted, and Black Caribbean Icon Hall of Fame. I saw that. I saw that. And so over the years, we've identified iconic Caribbean artists. So I guess, you know, being my, the background of being Jamaican, yeah. a love of my culture, you know, um, the YGB Awards is a lifestyle program, right? Mm -hmm. We are not trying to be a music awards program or, you know, um, we're not trying to be BET. We're not trying to be Grammys, you know? Yes. What we want to be is a lifestyle program that just does something really simple. Right, right. Is just to identify individuals that we need to tell their story, right? Yeah. Yes. And one of the desire because I love music, right? I said, you know what? I would love to honor iconic people in Caribbean music yeah. and just identify them because things are shifting, right? Yes. And as, the, you know, the word is pivot, right? We're using that whole word, pivoting, right? But it's true. But, but <laughs> as we pivot, we can't forget about, you know, who got us where we are in different areas, yeah. right? I'm a big uh, fan of historical individuals that have paved our way, you know? And so I decided that, hey, Let's create this Caribbean Icon Hall of Fame mm -hmm. with the premise that we want to identify uh, iconic artists who have impacted their industry, one, right? Two, they influence their community, just a view of their body of work over whatever period, a lifetime. So we treat it more like a lifetime achievement perspective, right? Okay. And let's give, as I said before, let's give the roses while they're around, right? Right. So we were blessed enough to have, we did a poll in which to identify a top five, right? But the top five came out of a, a list of, say, 15 nominations, right. right? And the poll went out to say, hey, pick a top five based on the criteria I just said. Trimmed it down, and that came out to be Beres Hammond, 
Marcia Griffiths, Mr. Beanie Ban, Anthony Moses Davis, right? Yeah. Freddie McGregor mm-hmm. and Marshall Montano. Wow. All five accepted. That was wow. awesome. Wow. All five accepted. I was uh, outside of Marshall. I, I, I couldn't, didn't meet with Marshall, but I was able to go to Jamaica and deliver, you know, everyone else's, you know, um, award, which was nice. awesome. Did you record you delivering it or are we going to see that? Um, well, it was just more a delivery. So I have some pictures already posted on our page of them re- receiving their awards. Um, okay. Off camera would be Barris because he wasn't feeling well, but Aww. Marcia, Beanie Man, uh, Freddie McGregor, Marshall did an awesome acceptance speech for us. You wow. Know? So all of that you could see on our Instagram page under the YGB Awards. So, and, and one of the beautiful things was on something Freddie McGregor said. He says, this is long overdue. And I was like, I was taken back when he said that, um, you know? Wow. He said, this is long overdue. This is needed, yes. you know? And I said, wow, he says, continue doing what you're doing. Build it as you need to build it. Mm-hmm. But he likes the fact that it was a public nomination, a public mm-hmm. voting pool. So they can't say Carl Gray picked them, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. I put, I put it out to the committee of honorees over the years to say, Let's look at 15. And I said, I sent it out to the public. And I said, hey, because there's so many, and, and this is what Freddie McGregor identified, there's so many icons that's there to be honored. You know, for him, he was like, because I guess you got to look at it from an age group perspective. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So based on my age group, I'm looking at these key individuals that you got thrown in. But there's so many others that from Freddie McGregor's perspective, you know, God rest their souls, you know, a daddy you Roy should have been in there, right? Toots and the Maytals, right? And and they've passed on. You feel me? It, it, it makes a difference. Right. Um, in a sense. But for me, I don't think I'm even going to hold back whether they passed or not. I'm still going to recognize them because they are the foundation of something for our Caribbean culture, our reggae culture. And I think that's the case. And the expansion of that now is where I have to figure out how far do I want to go with a hall of fame, you know? So do we just keep it just that in that niche or now do we expand it? Because then now I'm like, Whoa, how do I, you know, that needs to be managed. So. Right. So um, there's some areas to go, right? I mean, um, YGB is something I've, I'm finding that individuals are looking forward to it. And um, well, let's see what happens. Yeah, keep going. I mean, I love it. I love that you're expanding. I love that, you know, there's this whole new category, which is amazing. I, I, I don't know what's next for you. What, what What's next for YGB other than that? Are you, do you have anything that you want to share? on the horizons that um, I might want to be a part of? <laughs> well, we are going to try to do a couple community programs in a mm-hmm. couple areas, right? So one, you know, with COVID and everything and individuals starting to go back out, one of the things we need to do is to do something surrounding a health initiative. So. Okay. We would like to do a bike tour. Ooh, 
Nice. And kind of galvanize our community to come out and ride for a cause to basically, you know, look, you know, take a ride around. I mean, there is the five borough bike tour. You yeah. Know? yeah. But this is going to be a I love my borough kind of bike tour. Nice. Of, you know, get people to come out, put on that. I love New York t-shirt, you know, I love my borough, whatever. Brooklyn. And, you know, Brooklyn is always <laughs> my, my, my bread and butter, you know. <laughs> and, um, get people out. Some people have done it. It's it's nothing that um is new. You right. know, nothing is new. But I want to get people out just to, you know, people have been sneaking out for COVID, but I want you to come out outside of COVID, you know. Yeah. To push a healthy lifestyle type of um, platform. Yes. So we want to we want to do that with the changing of our mayor this year. You know, there's a potential with Borough President Eric Adams. Mm-hmm. He may be our next Black mayor. Yeah. Right? Nice. Um, we YGB definitely supports him. Right. Mm-hmm. We're hoping that if he does win, I think we'll see a, a shift in a lot of things for uh, minorities. Nice. In regards to minority contracts, in regards to, you know, a lot of different programs that's out there. You know, Eric made a statement at, at one of uh, fundraisers where he says he wants to make black millionaires, you know? Yes. And, you know, if, He's able to do that. That will be such a big blessing, right? Because one of the things that I have had, you know, uh, because of my ties with with uh, public figures, yeah, um, you know, and you know, uh, my base business is a you know certified MWBE Minority Women Business Entity, right? But there is a disparity. I, I got put on a task force last year during COVID by the mayor's office, right? Nice. Now, the interesting about that task force, it was to look at racial equity, the impact of COVID on uh, minority businesses. But the focus was on MWBE, but there's a big gap there. Yeah. You know, though they were signing up MWBE, you know, entities, we were getting less than 5% of contracts that are out there. So. Wow. All of this information is out there. You know, you can find it under the controller's office for New York. And, you know, there's like $20 billion worth of funding that's there, but we're getting less than 5% of it. Wow. That's a big disparity. And a lot of the things that has also occurred is, you know, for, you know, uh, black and brown businesses, one of our key areas for them is in hospitality management, right? Mm-hmm. So that's your, you know, restaurant and bars, beauty shops and barbers, right? Mm-hmm. That is like um, the biggest percentage of our black and brown businesses. And those are the businesses that have taken the hardest hit during COVID. They have. They have had the highest, highest hit. But the worst part about it is, is that a percentage of those businesses, especially on the hospitality side, they are impacted by enforcement tactics. Mm-hmm. So we're talking law enforcement going in while you're still struggling to try to make ends meet during COVID, 
right? You had law enforcement writing you tickets that was right. that you had to go to court and these some of these tickets were unfounded, you know? And a lot of this, you know, these things that I'm talking about is not stuff I'm trying to make up. These are actual data that you can find and right. that they're in publications to show you the disparity. Wow. One of the things, and Eric Adams actually spoke about this, you know, he had, he had went in front of police plaza to talk about some of these unfair tactics that are going out there. Yeah. And, and those are like some, some of the things, you know, and I would hope not only Eric, but anyone that is running for mayor, you know, who has an interest in minority business and, you know, us getting our fair share, right? That, these things will change a different yeah. policy on how we do this because it's hard enough to have a business to be an entrepreneur yes. but it's worse when you are a minority business and you have to face unfair tactics that will have your business go under which is not not what we're trying to do you know so you know there's different platforms that we want to do to bring a better awareness I was lucky enough the other day to be on a podcast with iHeartRadio. They mm -hmm. actually have a segment called Black Business Info. So if people nice. want to go, they can search on iHeartRadio and you'll see a, this segment called Black Business where they, they're, they're like a resource center also, you know, mm -hmm. to different things, right? So we're trying to, you know, bring awareness to a lot of these things Someone just told me last night that promoters can get a grant from the government. What? Wow. Promoters can get a I grant. I bet you they don't they do not know that. I bet you they don't. I was taken back when they said, Yeah, there's a grant that promoters individuals that's in a certain class and I think and they said promoters, they can file and I believe it's called the SBOC. I think I have to Okay. Well promoters, listen up. You better go and research this and they have to get that money. They have to be a registered business. They have to go and register for their Dun and Bradstreet. And then I believe once they're registered for their, their DNB, they file for this grant and the information gets from your DNB for the grant. So, yeah. But it, I, I'm going to find out all the details and I'll send it to you so they can let your audience find out. Yes, send me the details. I'll post it below the video. See, but that's, that's always been my issue with, you know, everything you're saying about, you know, the black and brown businesses not having enough resources or the information. I think they, the government does a really bad job of keeping us aware because we do have to register, right? And even from you register your business, they want to know who are you black, African-American? What are you that's, or who owns the business? Take that information, why ask us? And then you do nothing with it. So when things like this come out, you know, there's a grant for promoters or for whomever, there should be a way that the government get the information to these business owners versus us having to stumble upon it or search for it or, or try to figure it out. That's the part that upsets me. It's like, do better, get the information to us so we know. It shouldn't be, oh, I was talking to somebody. It just so happens that, and this is how I know. It should be like a, a, 
A directory. Really a direct something. You know, send the communication out. But they could send me when I owe money for something. <laughs> They're like, don't forget, you owe. But they don't tell me, oh, we have a grant for you now. You know, Someone said something to me also last night, which was interesting. The Small Business Association, SBA. Yeah. SBS, Small Business Services for New York. Uh-huh. SBA is the government. But in either case, right? The SBS, when you open up a business in New York City, SBS doesn't know you. They don't. I'm like... You know? Now, why not? Why not? You, You know, that should be part of the package when you open a business, right? That says, hey, these are your resources. SBS. What's this SBS supposed to do? You are small business services. You are supposed to be that conduit to small businesses. Right. right? Mm -hmm. If I need help in whatever, in my mind, I'm going to the SBS and I'm going like, what are my funding opportunities? Right. How do I do X, Y, and Z? You know, that's what I'm thinking that would be done. Right. That, that just seems like the normal the normal thing to do because yeah. that's reach out to me it shouldn't be hey you need to become a, a, a minority business contractor okay right. so if i do become a minority business contractor am i getting contracts right no. <laughs> so but you have to pay to become that too right so no you have to pay for your certification you certified you have to just register register for it and you become a part of it. But the bottom line is the purpose of having the MWBE is supposed to give minority business and women a great opportunity yeah. to get a you know a certain degree of contracts. You know? Right. Yeah. That's just not how it works out. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, the thing what I was gonna say, because even when I register, so I am registered in New York State you know that the information is getting distributed somewhere because I immediately get a notification that I have to advertise my business. I got all kind of attorneys contacting me about different things. So, you know, either they are doing their due diligence by pulling all the newly registered business within New York state. So, you know, it can be done. Why is it that, you know, SBS or whoever. More of a checkbox program. Right. They just check the box to say, Okay, we've done it. Yes. You understand? So yeah. now someone goes and says, Oh, and I'm not going to call names. Oh, we have these many number of businesses that have registered. Yes. You know, so it's just more of a numbers game okay. to make yourself look good. But behind the scenes, yeah. it's only favoritism yeah. or however, whoever is in the background to say, All right you know, you're good. Right. Right. I've personally experienced where, you know, I've had opportunities where I didn't have to bid on a contract and especially during COVID for PPP. Yeah. I got, you know, put into a position where I could have provided services. I went through the whole process, evaluation process, had vendors ready and you know what they said at the end? I went through every, you know, yeah, went through every hurdle, and went through. 
well, now that we've uh, you know gone through the process, we're not we can't make the decision if you'll get the contract or not. The group that does that will get back to you. Why did you just have me go through this whole process to then tell me you don't know whether or not? Then that's a waste of my time. And then you don't get it. You don't even hear back ever. No, you no. don't hear it at all, right? Yeah, very frustrating. It is. is I've been is. like, I've been out here in the whim. Just you know, I started my business in 2018, and I kid you not, I feel like by the grace of God, I'm still in business. It's not like I have a bunch of support or you know, I have to. I've been doing my own research, my own due diligence, my own everything to make mm -hmm. sure I keep doing the things that I have to do to stay afloat. And there's a, and believe it or not, there are a lot. And I, you know, one of the things. You know, I wish I had the had a team to do it. But if you just could get someone, you know, because you really need a good grant writer, right? But there are a lot of resources out there, but you just have to go and dig for it, and Thank that's you. just the thing, you know. Yeah. And I think that's the frustrating part. Yeah. Our culture, mm -hmm. we as black people, yeah. let's just call it out. We don't like to do the homework. We no research and that's the sad part the other part to that is we don't like to come together and share nope right i agree we are from the start however from you know 400 years of slavery to now we are still in a position where we keep ourselves segregated within our own communities yeah. we don't come together you know the communities that come together and have a voice right jewish asian you know they're they they come together and support each other so like especially when i talked about enforcement there's an organization that has come up come about called cara the caribbean american restaurant association oh that wants to take on that position to be that voice for the community, individuals who have hospitality or black owned businesses to come in. And if you guys come together, this is how you fight the system, right? But you have to come together under a single entity to have that single voice to make it happen, right? Carl, I learned so much on this call tonight, <laughs> honestly. The, the information has been amazing. The grants, you know what? I'm actually going to look into that for myself because the thing is, I wish I could, I would love to coach more people and be able to give them that service. But people actually, believe it or not, do not want to pay or invest in their own self-development. It's just, it's just an expense that they're like, I don't want to do. But I feel like if I if I had the money where I could give away that service, I would because I've seen it change lives. I think everyone needs a coach. I think everyone needs a, a partner in life that's going to help them get on the right track. They have great ideas for themselves. Their own limiting beliefs are you know holding them back, and all they need is someone to to clear the path and say, "Look at this." Here is a direction. Why don't you try it? And I've seen amazing outcomes that I'm like, that's the one thing I would do if I could get grants to support my business so I could actually coach more people and they don't have to worry about paying 
I think the world will be a much better place. Listen, I always tell people, if I'm not an electrician, I ain't going to try to do certain things when it comes to putting in a, a light or something. Yeah. Or if I'm not a carpenter, I'm not going to try to build certain things. So you have, you know, created this life coaching platform and you're damn good at it. Thank you. Let's just keep it real. You know, <laughs> proven, tested, tested, you know, bottled up. <laughs> got testimonies is, and a I, buddy of mine, I always tell him field of dreams, right? Yeah. And that one scene, you build it, they will come. They will come. Simple, real simple. Yeah. And that's how he looks at the YGB program because when YGB started, it was a marketing platform to simply bring highlight as a promotion for a small boutique restaurant in the city, right? The restaurant was prominent in the late to late late 80s, 90s, you know, time of the Knicks and stuff. And it was a small Caribbean restaurant, right? Mm -hmm. And so when 2000 came around, you know, a lot of these businesses took a hit, right? And so here we had this opportunity to come in and we created this concept. And when we sat down with the manager, she reminded us of our own mother. It's like, man, we can't can't take no money from this woman, you know? Let's find a way to get her on her foot. Yes. Let's 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 uh, feel the dreams. Let's build something and see what's up. See what happens. And here was our concept was a Wednesday, and everyone asked me, "Why is why you be on a Wednesday? Why y'all don't do it on a Sunday?" I said, "Because when we started it, we were doing a Wednesday after work event called One Love Wednesdays." Ooh, I didn't know that. We had a Big poster, tricolor of One Love, Bob Marley. Out on on 2nd Avenue in the city. And that was our concept. And we said, hey, how are we going to kick this off? We said, all right. We're going to kick it off in Black History Month. First, the first Wednesday, we'll honor Bob Marley. Next Wednesday, we'll honor our women of color. Yes. Following West Name, let's honor our collegiates, our HBCUs, our CUNY, SUNYs, Black Ivy. And I said, how are we going to close out this month? And the beautiful thing that I learned in life is about building networks, right? A Black trader once said to me when I was in financial services, when I was getting my degree, he said, Carl, you're going to get your degree. What are you going to do with it? I thought he was trying to, I thought he was really messing with me, you know? <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? I'm going to get a better job. <laughs> he said, well, how are you going to do that? I said, what do you mean? I'm, I'm, I'm getting a degree. Yeah. He said, that's not how it works. <laughs> getting your degree is not how it works. And it doesn't guarantee employment. doesn't guarantee. And what he opened my eyes to was the power of networking and relationships. No. Building relationships and gaining knowledge from others. Yes. Yes. And if you're not open to networking, you're killing yourself. Yes. You know? So when we created YGB Awards and that last Wednesday is me looking down at my Rolodex and seeing 
3,000 people over that time of people that gathered from events over the years. And I'm saying, bro, let's just honor our peers. Yes. You know, we have such great people in our network. Let's just honor our peers. And that's where it started, right? And so we continue with that because at the end of the day, we can't, and Charles, we can't get where we need to get. You know, we there are certain ceilings that um, we are limited to, but yeah. we can rise above it in a certain sense. Yes. You know? yeah. And, you know, not to be too cliche or, but, you know, the, the chain is as strong as its weakest link. Yeah. So if I know Char and Char know, you know, right. we share the knowledge, we share that wealth in regards to how we're going to help each other to reach that next level, nothing can ever hold us back. Nothing, so, nothing. Um, you know, nothing. Uh, we continue to rise, man. We do. And, you know, with that being said, listen, this is my way of honoring you by, you know, exactly what you said. It's, it's really and truly, I'm just looking at my network of people that I know and saying, let me bring, let me have conversations with them. Let, let's share exactly what Carl is doing, how you've helped so many along the journey. I have an, ama- I have an amazing Rolodex myself of people that have, have been doing amazing things. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm going to start there and have these conversations and see where it goes. Because Carl, I appreciate you. I appreciate you for always calling me as well. Every single time, you know, there's something that you feel that I will be good for. Thank you for always referring me when necessary. And I I just want to say, I'm so happy to be part of your network, to be along this journey with you in life. And I just know it's going to be greatness from here on in. Keep going with YGB and anything I could do to support, I'll be there. All right. So always appreciate you, Miss Newell. And I'm still coming for my food. Before we go, let me let you know, everybody, listen up. Carl is an amazing cook. Amazing, amazing, amazing. He he tried to actually burn off my mouth one day when the when the pepper busts in the rice, but I pulled through. <laughs> if you don't like spice, you can't be around me. You can't be around Carl. Everything is amazing. His fish, his rum punch. Oh my gosh. I actually just, I'm really only his friend so I could eat. <laughs> I ain't going to give you, I ain't going to give you a nickname. Do Don't tell my name. Do not. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. But I am stopping by as soon as we get some clearance. Um, I'm coming to eat something. I mean, whatever it is you're cooking, I'm there. <laughs> well, listen to me. Don't let Char into your house. You hear me? Don't let her into <laughs> just pop up at your door like I, been, I was in your neighborhood. <laughs> Where there's food, I am there. <laughs> Listen, I appreciate you. Thanks for allowing me to be a part too. of this. Thank Continue you so much. Great. That's the last thing. Continue being great. And that's the beautiful thing. Thank you.